It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Washington Commanders may be giving up yet another NFL draft pick to the Indianapolis Colts after allegations of tampering have been made. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans of the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, so please subscribe or follow on YouTube for free or wherever you get your podcast, so you always get the latest episodes when they drop, including these live episodes, a live mailbag episode here Tuesday afternoon, hopefully catching you East Coasters on your lunch hour. Whether you're with me live or whether you're with me after the fact, I appreciate all of you the same. Regardless, I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me there, here, or on Twitter at dharrison82, or text me anytime at 202-760-2644. And now, you can find Locked On Commanders and the entire Locked On Network on the SiriusXM app. That's right, Locked On and SiriusXM have partnered up to make sure that you have access to the best locally focused coverage of the commanders and all your favorite sports teams to be honest with you that you can get and soon you just might be hearing my voice on your favorite Sirius XM NFL shows but that's a little bit later let's talk about today and I appreciate you all for coming through making lockdown commanders your first listen or view today and every day to the everydayers out there always appreciate you coming through five days a week joining me here this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month of therapy. Good morning, Albert. Good morning, the rest of all, all of you joining me here on this live episode. As always, I appreciate it. Look, last year, it was reported the Washington Commanders called every team in the league about veteran quarterback availability. And that is what we're going to talk about on today's mailbag episode because I got emails, I got DMs, I got texts, I got basically a bunch of questions pertaining to this Andrew Luck Indianapolis Colts tampering story. And really, they're all a little bit different, right? But the ultimate story is what really happened? What are the potential ramifications? And do I believe that the uh, Washington Commanders actually tampered with uh, Andrew Luck. So that's what we're going to dive into here on today's live episode. There were a lot of names last year thrown around when the Washington Commanders reportedly reached out to all other 31 NFL teams in their search for a veteran quarterback, right? I mean, if you, if you go back a year, you might remember there were articles making fun of them for asking about Patrick Mahomes. There were memes uh, made making fun of the Commanders for asking about Patrick Mahomes, literally uh, leaving no stone unturned, no matter how unlikely it was that they were going to get a yes 
uh, underneath that rock. Ultimately, the Washington Commanders end up with Carson Wentz. We'll talk about that here uh, in just a little bit. Well, that storyline was revived this week when John Kime of ESPN wrote an in-depth article about how and why Washington is rolling with Sam Howell in his second NFL season as their starting quarterback entering the year. Why they were confident, what they were looking for, all those things. It was a really great piece about Sam Howell as the Washington Commanders quarterback. Well, in the article, Kime mentioned how the Commanders uh, had even looked into the likes of Andrew Luck, who was retired, uh, and his interest in coming out of retirement just last season. The intention, if you read the article by John Kime, uh, which is very good, so if you haven't read, I suggest you do, was to kind of illustrate how different the 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 different places the organization is in this year compared to last year. Whereas last year, like like John said, they're calling all 31 NFL teams. They're even calling this retired quarterback to see if he's interested in coming back this year. They're not doing those things. They didn't talk to Lamar Jackson in quarter reports. Instead, they're saying, we've got this young guy. We believe in him. We're going to support him. We're going to put talents around him, and we're going to roll forward. The intention by, by John, and, and again, this is my understanding of the writing. I don't want to speak for John. He, he can obviously speak for himself. But my impression of it is just to show the contrast in where the organization is this year to last year. But that sentence, that that segment of a sentence really took fire. It's not breaking news. It was things that we already knew about. We talked about it last year. Uh, but that thing caught fire, went all over the place on social media. Articles were written about it like it was breaking news. It got repeated a thousand times over. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I was a little frustrated seeing this thing take fire because uh, again, covering this team, I remember specifically CommanderCountry.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. There were articles up about the Washington Commanders reaching out to guys like Andrew Luck last year. So it was like, okay, you know, there's not a whole lot going on. I get it. So we're kind of recycling old storylines and people are interested in it. That's fine. Maybe not everybody remembers. But here this year, now the memes and the jokes used to be more like Josh Allen, right? There's articles about, oh, man, the Commanders actually called the Buffalo Bills to ask about Josh Allen. How silly are they? All these other things. And again, in my mind, really no relevance to the Commanders today. So on this show, you know, five days a week, we really have to uh, we really have to <laughs> we really have to cover everything that we can cover. But we don't got to reach that deep, right? We don't got to go a year back and revive old storylines. But then Jim Ursay got involved. Jim Ursay took to Twitter like he does sometimes. Uh, shout out to Tattoo Murphy and uh, my boss, Ross Jackson, via the Locked on Saints podcast channel, who's apparently watching this live. I appreciate you. Um, Jim Ursay got involved, pulled out the old Twitter machine, and gave us some present-day material to talk about. Jim Ursay tweeted, quotes, If any NFL team attempted to contact Andrew Luck or any associate of him to play for their franchise, it would be a clear violation of the league's tampering policy. End quote. He tweeted this Sunday evening, which... Lends a little bit of credence, and I wrote this up for Commander Country, that he is not aware or was not aware of any attempts to contact Andrew Luck, any actual contact with Andrew Luck, which means that there is a potential here that the Washington Commanders, if that report is true and that they did reach out to Andrew Luck, did in fact tamper with the Indianapolis Colts retired quarterback. So Andrew Luck retired in the NFL in August of 2019. So some people might be a little confused if he retired in 2019. How is this tampering? He's not on their roster. Well, at the time, he cited injuries, not being able to live the life he wanted to live for retiring. And honestly, I'm never going to forget the booze that Colts fans gave Andrew Luck when it was leaked, you know, out of his control that he was retiring before he was able to make his announcement. That's a whole different story. But I just can't think of this situation without remembering that. And, and it's it's a bad moment for fandom as far as I'm concerned. In 2016, though, Luck had agreed to a five-year deal. 
So that contract was only three years in because, again, he retired ahead of the fourth year of that deal, which means only three years have been have, have gone through. Three years have been credited towards the life of the contract, which means even though he retired, the Indianapolis Colts still own the rights to Andrew Luck playing in the National Football League for those two more seasons if he were to come back, unless they released or waived or traded those rights in some way, shape, or form. But the Colts still own his rights because he hasn't, or they haven't waived those rights. They haven't traded those rights away. And therefore, because of that fact, he is not eligible to play, sign, or even negotiate with another team or another team's representatives without having his rights either released or traded or getting permission to do so, right? So if you go back to, speak of, speaking of the New Orleans Saints, if you go back to Sean Payton's unretirement from coaching that nobody was surprised about, the Saints had to give permission for Sean Payton or for other teams to talk to Sean Payton. And then eventually they basically worked out just like giving a player permission to go seek a trade, even if he's active on the roster, as long as there is a live contract that a player uh, is still under, then there is still, uh, there's still, there's still ownership of, of rights, so to speak. So if Ursay is tweeting this, then clearly at least in Jim, Jim Ursay's mind, and I know there's some things that could kind of be debated on where Jim Ursay's mind is at a given moment or where it was Sunday night, but at least in Jim Ursay's mind, he, the Colts, did not give permission and clearly have not forfeited the rights uh, to Andrew Luck because they're just not going to do that. And as Ursay referenced, according to the NFL's anti-tampering policy, quote, no club nor any person employed by or otherwise affiliated with the club is permitted to tamper with a player who is under contract to or whose exclusive negotiating rights are held by another club. So bottom line, if the commanders contacted Andrew Luck or his representatives, they may have been uh, in violation of tampering now ian rapaport kind of went on the pat mcafee show and said they can talk to people that andrew luck knows there's some gray area there but if they violated this policy they are subject to punishment what kind of punishment well there's some recent storylines or some recent history uh for just this kind of thing we'll get into that and even more on this discussion coming up next on today's episode of locked on commanders part of locked on podcast network your team every day Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. And let's be honest, in today's world, it's almost considered a little overly selfish to really consider yourself before other people who need you. And so sometimes we kind of get caught in that rat race and it can be it can be damaging to our psyche, to our person. Therapy can give us the tools to find more balance in our lives so we can keep supporting others without leaving ourselves behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. I promise you, I've taken it. It is fairly brief. I mean, it's thorough for what you want, but it is fairly brief to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to go through a trial. If you don't want this one, if you want to try a different one, you just let them know and you get a new therapist. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first view today and every day. Every day is tomorrow. We're going to continue our NFL draft film study. Offensive linemen Ricky Stromberg and Braden Daniels are up next, and then we're going to do our best to reorganize this Washington Commanders offensive line depth chart as well. But today, we have to continue this conversation on the Washington Commanders reportedly reaching out to Andrew Luck, whether or not it justifies or, or qualifies as illegal tampering and violates the NFL's anti-tampering policy, as Jim Ursay has accused. Um, so what are the what are the ramifications of tampering, right? Well, there's some recent history to kind of go through uh, with this kind of thing. And there's actually recent history of a team tampering with a quarterback to, to lean on. So the Miami Dolphins, just this NFL draft, if you've been doing mock drafts, you might have noticed that there weren't 32 draft picks in the first round. There were only 31. And that's because the Miami Dolphins were forced to sacrifice, forfeit, whatever you want to call it, their 2023 first-round pick in this year's NFL draft because they tried to lure Tom Brady away from the team that he was under contract with without following the anti-tampering policies. They didn't get permission. They didn't do uh, the right things. And there's another example, again, from this exact NFL draft that we just went through. During draft weekend, it was revealed that the Arizona Cardinals Philadelphia Eagles had agreed to a trade that moved the Philadelphia Eagles up 28 spots in the third round because Arizona was found guilty of tampering with their new head coach, Jonathan Gannon. So the coach thing, the player thing, obviously just a little bit different, and the team ended up with Carson Wentz, not Andrew Luck. So is there something to this? Well, we didn't get the quarterback, so why should we have to pay for it? But before we get to that, that whole discussion, let's talk about punishment, right? Whether the commander, well, the commander's bottom line, they know if they messed up or not. Like, there's not really a ton of gray area here. There's always gray area to a little bit of stuff, right? But you either talk to Andrew Luck. Again, according to Ian Rappaport, Andrew Luck's agent while he was in the NFL is no longer an agent, which means you can't really talk to him about Andrew Luck wanting to come back and play. So you either talk to Andrew Luck or you didn't talk to Andrew Luck. If you didn't talk to Andrew Luck, you talked to the Indianapolis Colts. If you talk to the Colts, that's the right way of doing things. You're good. You're in the clear. The Dolphins tried circumventing accountability. They violated the anti-tampering policies. When you hear the story of how that whole thing went down, you know, they know they violated the anti-tampering policies, but they still tried to kind of circumvent it and, and all these other things. And it cost them a 2023 first round draft pick. Now they gambled, tried to, you know, basically say, okay, well, let's see if you can figure it out. The NFL figured it out. They lost a first round draft pick. Now, here's the kicker of that whole situation, though. That pick just disappears. Like, the team that had Tom Brady under contract doesn't get that first-round pick. The Dolphins just lose a first-rounder. We have 31 picks in the first round instead of 32, and that's it. In my opinion, the pen the penalty for taking draft picks from the team that tampered, that those picks or that pick should go to the team that was transgressed upon, right? That's, that's my opinion. So, in that light, is a first-round pick really the correct punishment for speaking to somebody under contract and not luring them away from the team? Maybe there's tears that need to be involved uh, in a system like that. But this is why I like what the Eagles and the Cardinals did, right? So here's the story. I'll try to sum it up as quickly as I can. If you're not aware of it, the Eagles win the NFC Championship game. Sometime between that and the Super Bowl, the Arizona Cardinals GM calls Philadelphia defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon to ask if he would be interested in their head coaching position, which is not allowed because they didn't get permission for the team or permission requested was denied. Uh, I'm not really sure which, but regardless, Gannon takes the phone call, talks to the team. That's impermissible. That's a violation of the league's anti-tampering policy. And boom, Arizona is caught red-handed. But in this case, they owned it. And they said, okay, we messed up. Coach Gannon messed up. Uh, and so we're going to work with Philly to uh, resolve this matter. The result, 
Arizona and Philadelphia swapped third round picks. The Eagles move up 28 picks in this year's NFL draft in the third round. Arizona gets a fifth next year from Philly uh, to kind of lessen the blow a little bit. And just like that, the Philadelphia Eagles get safety Sidney Brown from Illinois uh, and Arizona has their new head coach in place and they keep their future day one picks intact. I think it's a good resolution. I like it. The team that was transgressed upon gets restitution and the organization that overstepped hopefully learn their lesson. If not, they'll just keep swapping third round picks uh, from now until forever. So if I'm Washington and if I know I messed up, I'm calling the Colts. I'm calling Jim Irsay and I'm saying, let's work this out. Let's let's swap some thirds. You know what I mean? Let's throw in a fifth here or there. Let's let's do whatever we need to do. And it would behoove the Indianapolis Colts to come to the table and have this conversation because if the NFL intervenes, if they can't make this thing work themselves, Washington's going to lose a first-round pick. Okay, but it's not going to go to Indy. It's just going to go away. So, okay, the commanders talk to Andrew Luck without your permission. They're meanie. They're, they're meanie heads. But you don't get anything for it. So if you want to actually get something for this, the best way to do it is come to the table and have the conversation. But what if Washington didn't actually tamper? Right. And looking at the live comments, some of you think that Jim Irsay is just trying to stir the pot, just trying to cause drama. And look, I'm not in Jim Irsay's inner circle. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. But it certainly starts to look like there is at least a little bit of validity to the possibility that maybe this thing has some legs. Right. So on a recent episode of Beltway Football Podcast, NBC Sports Washington's J.P. Finley said he doesn't think there's much to the story. And that he would bet the conversation went along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing JP's thoughts. It's not a direct quote, but I'm paraphrasing JP. Basically, he thinks commanders probably said, hey, Indy, we're looking for a veteran quarterback. Is Andrew Luck interested in retiring? No? Okay, let's talk Carson Wentz. And if that's what happened, then there's no harm, no foul, right? That's, that's the right way to do things. If that's how it went down, there's no issue here. But again, I would go back to if that's how this thing happened, then why is Jeremy say tweeting what he tweeted? Well, if he just wants to stir the pot, okay. That could be uh, one of the reasons. But if Ursay knows that the commanders asked about luck, there's no tampering, and therefore there's no tweet, there's no reason for the threats, and there's also no reason for him to ask the NFL to investigate, which he has done according to multiple reports, but including ESPN Stephen Holder, who tweeted Sunday night that the Colts, according to what he was told, quote, might pursue it. And then on Monday, Nikki Javala and Mark Maskey of the Washington Post reported the Colts have, in fact, asked the NFL to investigate these tampering allegations. So whether we think Jim Irsay is just stirring the pot or not, there is smoke. There might be fire. And if there's fire, Washington's best course of action is to step up to the flames and put them out themselves. Because if they wait for the NFL to come through and do it, the bucket of water it's going to take to put this out is going to be much bigger and it's going to be even more costly. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room as well. If you're the new owners of the Washington Commanders and your front office just cost your team a first-round pick in the first NFL draft that you're going to own this team for. You're buying this team, this franchise, with everything that has happened with this organization, and your first year as new owners, you don't have a first-round pick because your front office that you're inheriting violated clear and, and obvious NFL rules. Are you keeping that staff? That's a discussion that needs to be had. But let's say JP is right, and there's another problem to the story. Another NBC Sports Washington reporter didn't like something about this story for a different reason. And I'm going to tell you how I feel about that next coming up on today's episode of Locked on Commanders. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pete Haley of NBC Sports Washington pointed out a different angle to this Andrew Luck story that I found interesting as well. Again, that's on their Beltway Football Podcast, so if you haven't heard it, make sure you go uh, check it out. It's a good conversation. Pete, JP, and Mitch uh, all having good conversations there about this story, about other things Washington football related as well. But in this specific episode in the first segment, Haley talks about the part of the story that bothered him more than the potential of tampering was the and maybe not so much more than the potential of tampering maybe pete just agrees with jp that you know it's not likely that the commanders actually tampered with andrew luck but really the amount of desperation that these tactics appear to show and this is kind of where the carson once part of this comes in mind you again this is all going down allegedly in the 2022 offseason so before sam howell is part of the team after ryan fitzpatrick andrew luck and this is kind of where pete's point comes in andrew luck last took a meaningful nfl snap on January 12th, 2019, that game was a 31 to 13 playoff loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. That we would mean that you're again, fast forward now to the 2022 offseason. You're talking about Andrew Luck having not taken a meaningful snap in over three years. By the time that season would have started, if he's the Washington Commanders quarterback, you're talking three and a half years that Andrew Luck hasn't taken a meaningful snap. So off field activity aside. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson went almost two years, right? So we're talking about Andrew Luck, three and a half years. Deshaun Watson went almost two years. And when he got back on the field, I mean, when this trade went down, I remember we were all talking about it. Like, how do you know, you know, the amount that Cleveland spent, not in draft capital, but also in, in finances, how do you even know Deshaun Watson is going to be as good as Deshaun Watson was before all this stuff happened? And Deshaun Watson wasn't exactly winning MVPs and Super Bowls before all this stuff happened either. So what are you really going to get, right? Well, when the Cleveland Browns finally got him on the field, he had six games at the end of the season. In two of those games, he threw for more than 200 yards. Two of the six. So a third. He wrote he threw for 200 yards or more. No 300-yard games. His best game, arguably, arguably, uh, came against Washington. So, obviously, if you're a Commanders fan, you probably remember that game. Um, In his fifth game, that was his fifth game, he had three touchdown passes, which sounds great. Three touchdown passes, no interception, sounds amazing, right? But he only threw for 169 yards, and he only completed nine of his 18 pass attempts. So, he completed 50% of his passes, but those 50% went for 169 and three touchdowns. That three-touchdown game, as far as I'm concerned, and I remember vividly being there, is more of a testament of how bad things have really gotten for the Commanders versus how good they were for the Cleveland Browns or for Deshaun Watson. So I get Pete's point, right? This You're talking about Andrew Luck, yes, but you're talking about Andrew Luck three and a half years removed from a new system. And it's not that I think Pete is wrong, because I think that's a very valid concern to have about any type of quarterback or really any player. I just disagree that it would have been a bad idea to bring Luck in if possible. Now, 
granted, I'm putting on uh, hindsight glasses, right? Which always is, is always, of course, perfect. Now, if you go back, Luck played six years of football before he retired. He missed nine games in 2015 and then all of 2017 due to uh, injury setbacks. In the 86 regular season games that he did play or start, he won 53 of them. That's 62% winning uh, percentage. And when you consider, again, number one overall pick, you're going to a bad team. Uh, that's a pretty good winning percentage after six seasons. Now, after missing the 2017 NFL season due to shoulder injury setbacks, he returned in 2018 and had a career high. So he missed a full year of football, had a career high in completion percentage, threw for over 4,500 yards, and had 39 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. Now, that's one year, which is not three years, which is not even two years, which is definitely not three and a half years. I get it. And it's a totally new offense, totally new playbook, new teammates to get used to, all that. So believe me, I understand the point. But three years away from the game is also three years to heal, right? And again, the reason Andrew Luck retired in the first place is injuries uh, and just not being able to live the quality of life that he really wanted to. But I personally got to see what one year off from the game did for former Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski, who retired relatively early for many of the same reasons. And Gronk, while still retired right now, I'm telling you right now, he could come back and play if he really wanted to and giving his body time to heal. So putting on the retrospect classes, right? The team didn't make the playoffs in 2022 without Andrew Luck. So even if you bring in Andrew Luck and it takes him, say, six games like it took Deshaun Watson to get a 300-yard game. And to be fair, Deshaun Watson hasn't had a 300-yard game, so it might take him more than six games. Um, you'd be entering 2023 with a 34-year-old Andrew Luck, which is not super young, but also not uh, the oldest you know, in, in the National Football League. But now Andrew Luck would have a year with his teammates, a year back in the football groove, doing all these things. Look, I would have been good with it. That's kind of the bottom line to it. Does it show how desperate the commanders were to find a veteran quarterback, though? That, I think, was kind of Pete's biggest gripe with this whole thing. Yeah, I do agree with that. And let's be honest, Brian and Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though I'm a big fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick, I really enjoy the guy. I like the way he plays. Uh, wasn't exactly a move of a super confident front office in the first place. So to see him go from that. And you guys remember when, when Carson Wentz trade went down, especially for the draft capital that it cost uh, the team, it was referred to by many, many people as a desperation move. Anyway, so. A lot talked about there. Uh, full mailbag episode dedicated to this topic. Again, though, I appreciate the DMs, appreciate the emails, appreciate the subtext. Uh, a lot of interest in this story, so I felt like we needed to do a deep dive and really kind of go through all the layers of this stuff. I see some of you hoping that Jim Ursay is just stirring stuff up and just trying to create drama. Look, I hope I hope you're right because the last thing I want to see is the Commanders lose uh, a first round draft pick or even have to give like another third round, like, even if it's a swap, like have to give the Colts more draft capital for a quarterback. Uh, that you don't have on the roster anymore. Um, certainly don't want to see that happen. Anyway, so to recap this episode, Commanders reportedly called Andrew Lux to see if he would come out of retirement. I see in the comments someone saying that, that Lux camp kind of denied that allegation. Um, I wasn't able to confirm that type of report, so I didn't really go with that. Um, but certainly possible, right? The Colts appear to not have been aware or consented to this conversation. Ursay has asked the NFL to investigate, which means... At least one person, Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Irsay, thinks that there is some validity to it. If it had worked, I'd have been good with the move, especially over Carson Wentz. And again, hindsight, rose-colored glasses, whatever you want to call them. Andrew Luck over Carson Wentz, even with three and a half years out of the NFL. Yeah, I'll I think I'll take that. We've got some other questions I'm going to store away for our next mailbag, uh, so we will get them in. And if you want to add some more, uh, just hit me up in the several ways to do so. In the meantime. I want to thank you again for coming through, making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view every single day. And for the everydayers, don't forget, we've got our film study coming up tomorrow on the team's newest offensive lineman. 
Again, subtextures, you will be getting links to the games that I watch so that you can follow along. And then on Friday's episode, we will be talking about the NFL schedule release that is happening near the end of the week. We know how this works. There's going to be leaks and all these other things. But once we have the official, official schedule, uh, I will sit down and we will break down the games, the order, and we will see if my prediction of uh, the Washington Commanders playing the New England Patriots in Germany came true or did not come true. And, of course, we have to. We'll do a way-too-early win-loss projection. If you want to add your questions to future mailbag episodes, do so via email to LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at DHarrison82. Drop them in the YouTube comments or text me anytime via subtext at 202-760-2644. Signing off for today, I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country of Power Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, credential member of the media, hanging out with you today and most importantly, five days a week. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see you right back here next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.